0: This is Pause for Dramatic Effect 1, Mississippi 2, Mississippi 3, Mississippi Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite, 4, Mississippi 5, Mississippi 6, Mississippi Horror Media, my name is 7, Mississippi 8, Mississippi 9, Jake, and with me as always are my esteem, 10, Mississippi 11, Mississippi 12, colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts, Mikey and aid say hello to the mutant goons from beyond.
1: Hello. Hey, Goons. How's everyone doing today?
0: is too disappointed in me to even sigh right now. She just looked and was like, well, this is the episode we're doing, I guess.
2: Her eyes did the sign. <sighs> yeah, it's
1: just look in my look in my eyes, but the listeners won't see it, so it's fine. Everything's look fine. Look in
0: my eyes. The, you're the, the, the cult of personality over here in Living uh, Color.
1: Yeah, yeah. The band. Too young. I, I know who that is. Speaking of bands, how were the the Smashing Pumpkins, Jacob?
0: Ooh, that name is not appropriate. But yeah, the Smashing (laughs) Pumpkins were fine. We'll censor it. Um,
2: We'll censor it so it's not like she called you something way worse.
0: Yeah. uh,
2: Billy Corgan had
0: laryngitis. So he had moments where he sounded really bad. But then the vast majority, I was very impressed that he was able to do such a good job and was committed to it. And, you know, you can't question the workmanship. Like I he would like step off stage and just start like chugging uh like honey and stuff and then he'd go right back on and keep doing it. It was like very admirable job. I like to think I would have done the same if I hadn't sold out and become an attorney, but uh what
2: about you guys? Do you do anything fun this week? Well do you remember when he dated Jessica Simpson? Neither here nor there. But this week What is it for him dating
0: women who can't sing or otherwise supporting them like Courtney Love um... with Um, is Jessica the good one? It's Ashley who's the bad one.
1: Yeah, but I like her music better. Jessica's on the wagon, too. So she had to have a whole article about being on the wagon. I'm like, good for you, dear. Moving on.
2: I've always liked her. I've always appreciated her because she was one of the pop stars that didn't actually sing.
1: Because she threw the laundry.
2: No, I didn't pay attention to her reality show.
1: (laughs) She threw the the laundry out the window.
2: (laughs) No. Sorry, go ahead. Are you talking about the newlywed show?
1: Yeah, I mean, she's married to Nicholas Shea and like, everybody's giving her shit, but now as an adult, I know why she threw the fucking laundry out the window. So if no. we see any underwear just, flying off enough. my balcony in the future, you know what happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no, as far as this week goes, just prepping for Thanksgiving, uh, went to my kids cheer event. That was super cute. I started doing a It's called like a readathon where they give you nine prompts. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it because I'm a slowest reader. But I meant slow ass, but I said slowest reader. Um, but
0: I thought you said slowest, so I was okay with it.
2: I am the slowest reader, but um, I got into this book called Slewfoot, which is amazing, and I'm about to finish it. And I I know I sent you the picture with the like the. Colonial woman with the hooven feet on a broom. It's a tale of (laughs) bewitchery, but I'm like, I really, I really like books these days about, or even movies, just like revenge. Like someone who isn't supposed to be doing something getting hers. Like the women are supposed to be seen and not heard, but then she's like, "Well, I'm gonna be heard and I'm gonna fuck y'all up." So I'm all about it. I'm here for it.
0: Sick. And, Aid, you were so happy to be alive. You were, like, talking about how happy you are and how things are so great. Is that true?
1: Yeah, everything's amazing.
0: Yay. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. That was apparently a, a, a like... Garfield and Oats song before it was a Lego song I heard. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. No.
1: Did you say Garfield and Oates? What
0: Garfunkel and Oates? You haven't heard oh, of that?
1: No, no. Yeah,
0: it's a joke based on Simon and Garfunkel and Hall and yeah. Oates. It's the second yeah. half of the guys. It's these two ladies who be singing songs. You know how they do.
1: Oh, true. They're not ladies. But and I have no, the girls. Like-
0: the band called Garfunkel and Oates is two vagina havers. Those oh. two the namesakes are guys with peepees.
1: You know, I met Art Garfunkel once on the monorail at Disney World. So. Was he the
0: guy operating it because he's the second named member of the van? <laughs> two. <Toot No. toot. laughs>
1: whatever. No, my dad recognized him. So, of course, he was fangirling over him and just went over and looked, talked to him like the entire ride. It was so embarrassing. Like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> he's like, I'm on vacation, guy.
1: I know. My dad's just talking away. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. Anyway, um, speaking of being embarrassed. <laughs> How many are I okay? I thought this was a little awkward to watch. I don't know how you guys felt with today's this, uh today's selection.
0: This movie was awkward to watch,
1: yeah. You weren't you didn't feel awkward at all?
0: No, I'm gonna tell you a dramatic no. recreation. I'm sitting there watching it on my phone. My wife has a TV. I hold it, I, I like to do this kind of sarcastically where I hold my phone so that I can perceive it as the same screen size as the TV. We have like a big ass smart TV that's really stupid and takes up too much of our, our living room. And so if I hold it at the right angle, they're the same size. So I'm watching it and pretending that I actually am a man who has control and dominion over my own house because my wife has the TV. And I just keep, like, intermittently pausing and going, the fundamentals on this movie are just so good. And then I just keep doing that. And then it goes off the rails, and I was, like, <laughs> twitter pated And I was like, look at these pendulous
2: breasts. So <laughs> I wasn't ashamed. If anything, I was eager to share I didn't think it was awkward for me. I thought it was kind of it got kind of funny. But I know I mentioned it when I did like my quick spoiler free review on one of our earlier shows. But now that we're doing the spoiler version, I just thought it was Castle Freak. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, I just felt I mean, it was good. But it just made me feel the same way when I was watching Castle Freak, like, kind of icky, but not really awkward. Oh, it, it was so similar. Even like the
0: severity of the Scar and kill reminded me of the severity of the nipple chomping from what did, what did we call him on that episode so many moons ago? Was it something about like he had his, his nub dick? Do you remember that episode? Have you committed it to memory?
2: No, before, I wasn't it your on time.
0: It. I know. This is like yeah. fifth episode we did or something like that.
2: Mm. I don't even know if I mean I guess I did hear it because it was it was like the fifth one I probably did hear. It. But would this movie be better with Jeffrey Combs in it? No
0: <laughs>
1: hmm. well, I think Richard Brank in it is such a nice surprise. Like that's probably my favorite when I saw it, and I was like, oh my God, Richard Pra, because I didn't know. like I tried to I tried to go in this without knowing anything,
0: yep, same. I didn't watch a trailer. All I saw was the poster that I have defaced behind me.
2: <laughs> so I actually I did the same thing, but I felt like the filmmakers wanted us to do that. And my thing, every time I was telling someone, like, because, you know, after you watch the movie, people are going to spoil shit. So I was always telling people, like, don't look anything. Don't look at any other trailers. Just kind of go in with, like, a fresh mind. But I would tell them, I was like, this doesn't mean there's, like, some sort of M. Night Shyamalan twist. It's just fun to not know what you're getting into. And I was wondering, I was like, is that because of this movie or should we be approaching all movies like that?
0: So that's I've had that quandary
2: for a while, I think
0: we've talked about it going back to the Pet Cemetery remake where I was like trailers I just don't do trailers anymore. Usually what I'm doing is basing my eagerness about something based on other people's reviews and stuff, but it, you can't rely on that to be your sub like the way that you ingest new media because if you never try anything new, then there's nobody to try anything new for you. Right. So it kind of ends up just nobody sees anything, which I've gotten in that trap as well, where I just skipped years of movies because I was like, I'm just not going to check it out. But when it comes to a movie like this, it's hard because just like you said, it's not a twist. It's a shift, right? It's a tonal shift Mm -hmm, and everything kind of changes. So it's my issue is not so much like how we see it's really just trailer making. Because it's clickbait. That's what yeah. trailers are now, where it's like, here's a little bit of all the best shit. And if you don't see it, you don't get to see any of this. But then I've seen too much. It reminds me, if you've ever looked at, like, the trailer for old-ass movies. Like, I, I'll never forget on the DVD extras for Carrie going back and watching the theatrical trailer. And it shows everything. Everything. It shows her. It shows the shower. It shows the crazy mom. It shows her at prom doing all the stuff. It shows her flipping the fucking car. And you're like, then why would I watch the movie? So I think that it's possible there will be a wavelength where things kind of bounce back in the future. But, man, trailers just suck buttholes.
1: Well, I don't know if, like, with Carrie's situation or, like, any of those old movies, because they all did that, even the trailer for Friday the 13th, where Mm -hmm. it's the longest fucking trailer because it goes... One and then shows you clip and then two shows you (laughs) clip and I'm like, how long am I going to sit here for? Like what? (laughs) And and I don't know if maybe like I think because now we have we're everything so accessible we could just click on it and stream it and watch it on our phone and just see everything. I think when we saw trailers back then, you just saw them in movie theater, right? So maybe you just that was all you got until you actually saw the film. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't alive for either of those films, but that's just my assumption for it. I have no idea. But with this one, with Barbarian, which I don't think we said the name, but yes, it's a, it's Barbarian. With Barbarian, I watched it, and I I only watched it because I saw that Bill Skarsgård was in it, so I was like, all right, let me let me see what the hell's going on with him.
2: He's sexy as hell too.
1: Yeah, you know what? There's something like very sinister and hot about him.
2: Oh man, if I was that girl, I would have rode his dick till it fell off in that Airbnb, and then I, I wouldn't even gotten into the basement
1: exactly like they could have just been fucking upstairs and had a good time and then went home like what what's going on here anyways that's neither here nor there
0: because they're both not in their same zip code so we don't have to worry about that guy who was calling her it's not cheating right exactly
1: well no they were they were having problems i think they were broken up actually i think she was just ignoring yeah i
2: think it was his
0: but women are property so it really isn't her decision until he says that he's done
1: Yes, I forget we're in 2022. It's true, yeah. And and they're in Detroit, no less.
0: As a Red Wings fan, I'm going to take offense to that statement, but I will let you continue.
1: Well, okay, but if you saw the trailer, I noticed in one of the clips, and it's very quick flash that just I saw Justin Long's face.
2: Oh, I thought so, you, you
0: flashed of a peepee.
1: No, no, I've seen that before, but no, I saw Justin
0: just, Long's
2: peepee.
1: No, I've seen a peepee. Like you know, people like to flash them here and there. For some reason, you are you know, men like to just like.
2: Never you know. the ones you want to, but yeah, Never the ones you
1: want to see. Never the good ones, right? Mm. It's always like the little pudgy ones that are like a different color than the rest of your body. Like, ew, mm-hmm. I hate those penises. Anyways.
0: They look dirty. Those are <laughs> they the saddest do. ones. They it's do one look- thing if it looks like raw <laughs> or like a naked mole rat. You're like, okay, that's fine. It doesn't see the sun. But when it has that <laughs> dinge to it, you're like, what is that dinge made of? Is that dead skin or like? feces
1: like did you scrub like anyway
0: i'm gonna take a screenshot at the next time i see one of those i'm gonna post it on the mycology subreddit so i'm gonna find out what kind of fungus it is under this guy's dick skin
1: you know what it looks like it kind of looks like Remember in game of thrones where they get the what is that where the skin disease that they get what is that called
2: dragon scale
1: the, the, yeah the scale that's what it or was something like. scale something it was like scale great yeah. scale great scale. whatever I don't know anyway no. so I was just I was interested because I saw Justin <laughs> Long's face and I can't remember who's like who the hell was I talking to well
0: let me let me just stop you right there for for one second Go wait ahead. so you, yeah. you disabled screen sharing um, little missed host lady but if I, you look at Bill Skarsgård on his picture on the Wikipedia <laughs> that's what you, you get look,
2: for switching her to host <laughs> He looks
0: like he would sell you fentanyl behind a Jamba Juice. So, do but is you? Is he going think... to give it
2: to me afterwards?
0: <laughs> That's the question. Do you think that you're uh, calling him hot it has anything to do with the fact that he might be a very talented and rich person?
1: Who who's hot? Bill Skarsgård no. or Justin yes. Long?
2: Skarsgård. No, because because when I see a picture of him, do me a favor, everybody stop and look
0: at his Wikipedia page.
1: Okay. Well, I I used to watch him on Hemlock Grove.
0: Okay, did he look like he used to sell fentanyl behind a Jamba Juice in in oh, he, Hemlock he's, Grove?
1: He's creepy, but there's something about him, and I don't know what it is. But I like I like very troubled men, so that's probably my issue. I don't know why Mikey likes him.
2: <laughs> well, he is like <laughs> Wikipedia. With his Wikipedia page actually is a pretty flattering picture because no, I, I don't think he photographs well at all. Um, I don't I don't hear his name and get like that you know loin in my groin type feeling but when I see him in the beginning of Barbarian I'm like man I want him to wreck my shit up <laughs> in that Airbnb and I don't know what it is
1: because he's got those big blue eyes and he's just he's very unassuming he's kind of awkward well see, see that was what was awkward for me it wasn't Later in the movie, well, later in the movie, the breastfeeding thing, I just, that freaks me out. Like, I don't like thinking about that, like, ugh. but um, just their interaction with each other and having to talk to each other. Cause he was awkward. Like he was like, he didn't know, yeah. any, but he was very self-aware. Like he knew he was being weird and he felt something about it. Right.
2: I think there's definitely something a little menacing about his appearance, which plays into the movie. Cause in the beginning, you don't know if you can trust him or not.
1: Yeah, and you still never know. You still you never find out if you can trust him. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, exactly what I've been saying to people is it's not mutually exclusive. Just because he's victimized doesn't mean he wasn't also a bad guy. It very well could be, and the fact that it's uncertain is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, but it just made me feel badly though when she was looking at the phone because you could tell at that point that she kind of liked him, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so you know, I'm just that was my only disappointment. Like killing him off was such a stark like like oh my god i can't believe this happened and happened so soon and you know because when you deal with Bill Skarsgård now he's so i guess i don't know i don't want to say he's big like i don't want to say he's like in alexander territory because i prefer alexander to be completely honest by the way the the viking the Northmen. oh my god um talk about seven peepees.
0: hours long jesus did you watch it did you watch it oh no gonna, and then i saw how long it was and i was like i don't have the fucking patience it for. is vicious
1: you don't even realize like you won't even realize it like the beginning with ethan hawk you're like what the, and bill and defoe you're like what the fuck is happening and then it then that goes over and then they're like adults and then like all this shit happening and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god like okay. you can't yeah you have to watch let me it. ask
0: you a question should i watch that or should i watch the 13th warrior again 13 ghost the 13th warrior you... with antonio banderas where he's race bending i need to know
1: <sighs> no i think you should watch the northman it's very different if
0: it's i different. if i do this if i watch the northman and i don't think it's as good as the 13th warrior we're going to record a second episode on this show of the 13th warrior and i'm going to make you watch that movie fine mikey you um, down
2: i know you're not gonna like it it's okay <laughs> but I, sure I think, that J- I think
1: that jake would like it but you know there's no pleasing him so what can we do
2: well that's my thing is i'm always like <laughs> i think a normal person would like this and then jake comes in with his fuck boy haircut and his <laughs> veneer california veneers and he's like what? yo bro, this was stupid California veneers these are real teeth I bought them myself
0: you know it's
1: funny it's like meeting all of you Jake was the exact way that he is like looks exactly the same exact same personality like same everything
0: (laughs) Mikey said that I was a little bit better
2: built than he thought I was in the (laughs) future
1: yeah yeah he did taller than I expected I said
2: I said I, I envisioned I knew I knew Jake was tall and vegan so I imagined him being kind of on the skinny side but I was like, no, you actually have a pretty solid frame. I think he called me a Twiggy bitch. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I love it. I love it. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that if, if Bill Skarsgård opened the door, it's one thing. I think it's interesting to have someone like him because we all look at him like,
0: what? let Skarsgård open the door. Oh, my let God. Let Skarsgård open the door. your heart
1: it's like if jake opened the door you know like you're like okay he's an unassuming white guy i guess (laughs) i'll go inside for a minute we'll see what happens he'll say some awkward things make me cringe but i'll still stay there as long as the door is locked and i think that (laughs) i think that it's plausible having somebody like him versus i think if like what would be a guy mikey and I'm asking Mikey this, but I guess Jake you could answer this too. If I'd No, he can't. What actor, if they open the door, you'd be like, nope, and turn around and get back in the car.
2: Uh William Dafoe.
1: <laughs> well, if William well, Defoe opened the door and drag I'd so go in. Oh my God.
2: That's but like my if we wanted part. if we if we're talking about like similar age and similar like type, you know, because William Defoe is just it's a cheap shot. I was gonna say but Kevin Sorbo, it. which is the cheaper shot. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're good. I'm trying to think. Like, don't bring
1: that negative. Honestly,
2: in I would be really scared if it was like Jason Momoa.
1: Oh yeah, um, I was just thinking that. I mean, i maybe cause... I don't know. I'd probably still go in, but I'm just an idiot. I mean, so.
2: <laughs> I know pers- Like, we all kind of have a little insight into his personality. We know he's fun and everything. When you just look at him for the first time, he's really intimidating. Bill Skarsgård isn't intimidating, and I was wondering if maybe his past role as Pennywise, they were relying on to kind of like have people be like, is he bad or is he good?
0: I think that you're supposed to have that preconceived notion, because when I listened to Zach Krieger talk about how he came to write this film, it was originally just an exercise in like, how many red flags could this gal overcome? So I think they wanted there to be a certain amount of bias where we as the audience are already defensive on her behalf because we're looking at it from like, you know, it's it's the classic horror movie of like, don't go in that house, don't go upstairs, don't do this stupid thing and to kind of see how many like little compromises she makes until she puts herself in a dangerous position.
2: Mm-hmm. i was surprised that she asked to see his reservation because even i was kind of like, like oh i would have never thought of that i would just blindly been like okay we're
1: roomies i the thing is it's like it's all plausible right so all of these things happen like he seems like it's and i wonder if and we know that the lady that was running the airbnb was for justin long or whatever but mm-hmm. remember when she hangs up on him and she's like nobody's renting it well then how did two people get there so like who is i i maybe i missed a thing like who was controlling this why then? did that
0: happen no it was supposed to say that nobody had been there for so long that she it was to show that it had been a span of like weeks not just days
1: Oh, weeks between when the two were there mm-hmm. okay so one of that them was sense. the
0: last reservation and uh, that's what i took it to be like a deliberate showing of like this isn't the next day cuz already there's a certain amount of convenience to the story right but then uh-huh. that's that's the thing if that's the premise of your movie is convenience it doesn't bother me you know like if it's a contrivance to get out of a situation that annoys the shit out of me but if that's like the fact that's the thing like if you have a tuesday and it's just a tuesday why am i going to watch that as a movie but if you have a tuesday where you happen to get superpowers and save the day and then they disappear and you go right back to life on wednesday then that Tuesday is suddenly more worthwhile. And so the fact that it was contrived to be worthwhile doesn't make it less so. But if you manufacture a scenario and then you have a contrivance where it's like, oh, well now I have superpowers and I can break out of this basement. That's the problem. And So I think people are kind of misconstruing, uh, at least with some of the criticism I've seen online, like what the difference is. Does did my explanation make sense to you guys?
1: I was watching it late and I was tired so maybe I just misunderstood so how'd you cleared that up but yeah she was down there a while right because I think at some point they do say
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay but I also wanted to talk about too like the difference between Bill Skarsgård like you go and you see him like or if Justin Long had opened the door for instance we know that Justin Long has some issues and he its like you're dealing with like two ends of the spectrum of like cringiness with guys you're dealing with with bill where we know nothing and then we're dealing with justin where and I, i'm sorry i don't know their names i'm sorry justin's name is aj and movie we're dealing with um aj who is clearly having some issues with his uh his view of what rape is and <laughs> like you're learning more and more about him and so like who is she safer with and it this and the what got me in this entire film was that she was safest with the quote monster yep and or the homeless man and who she thought was a threat right and i don't want to say it's i don't know like if it was like oh because this black man's coming at her right like her instinct was to freak out but she's also black right what is she i don't know
2: but she's not white she's black
1: so, yeah. you know, I think that being in the neighborhood and like this homeless crackhead and I have homeless crackheads yelling at me all the time downtown. So like, I get it, right? Like I want to get away. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, I, I just love that. The little, those little touches in here that I, I don't know if anybody really, I'm sure everyone picked up on it, but those are just things that I I picked up on. Like almost like and, the commentary. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, who are, who is the monster here? Who's really the monster? And we can't really, we don't know. Who monsters are just by looking at them it could be anybody right because even for yeah. example richard Brake and everything he did like there's just so many little facets and and like wonderful parts of this movie that just kind of were very subtle and i don't think they were like in your face and the shift in tone or the shift in the film it, it, it was needed i think because we had bill getting his head smashed in and then it just goes blank right and then we don't know what happens mm-hmm. and i think that was a nice little way of getting another plot point in and introducing another character into the story because you're wondering how it's all going to fit and it yeah. was i don't know okay i don't know why i went on the rant sorry jake back to That's what not you were a rant. it's
2: with- good <laughs>
0: well because it shows like the kind of fragmented nature of this narrative right where you have mm-hmm. this this tension and then you have this cathartic break right mm-hmm. and, and with when it's Scar guard's head being broken. And then it has an immediate tonal shift to something that's a complete palate cleanser. And it has a, an inherent comedic nature to it because it's just so silly with the ricky-ticky-tabby and everything, and then it's different. And it's almost like it ingratiates you to Justin Long for that moment because he's not a murderer. He's a funny guy. It's this kind of catharsis. It's a relief, a reprieve, whatever you want to call it. So instantly you're like, okay, cool, this is my guy. like, And then you have this allegation, but you're still kind of on his side because his acting and his depiction. And then you realize it's all just an act for him. So I think that structurally, while somewhat abrupt, this movie has some of my favorite structure of a movie I've seen in quite a long time based on that, because you basically get, you know, rising action, rising action, climax. And then it's kind of that those two things combine, which I think I've talked about, like my love of this book uh, from when I was a kid, which is Redwall where it's, you know, one chapter to the protagonist one chapter to the antagonist you get towards the end of the book it's the clash of the two and it was kind of like that just without having the anachronistic back and forth between A plot B plot it was all of the A plot all of the B plot then the resolution of both what do you guys think of the structure
2: I really liked it it reminds me of a movie well like we could say Psycho of course Um, but then and I've mentioned this briefly before a movie called Horror Hotel where you're following a story and then like right when the story is getting good it stops and another story is introduced and you realize oh okay there's actually more to this story and psycho and horror hotel it happens of course whenever you you know janet lee dies in psycho and then in horror hotel a very similar type thing happens mikey there's yeah
0: mikey well, that movie's in black and white right yeah so we should probably just do that one you and me okay. me and you the two of us together
2: I want to do that one. I love that one. It's on Tubi, so we
0: can do it. Perfect. So that'll be the B-plot to this episode. The the B-track? Christopher Lee's in this shit and you didn't tell me?
2: Bitch, I don't know who that is.
1: He's fucking with you. Don't say that on a horror podcast, Mikey. Jesus Christ.
2: Well, let me explain. When I saw Horror Hotel and then I saw it again a couple of years ago, I couldn't tell you who Christopher Lee is by looking at him. Oh,
0: It's the same movie as City of the Dead.
2: Okay. Yes. They're different titles. Okay. But then I've seen it, but I'll still see it again.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyways.
2: so I'm, I'm
0: really glad I interrupted you for this. I apologize.
2: Yeah, I don't even remember where I was going. I liked the sh- the structure change or the structure. I think whenever you mix it up like that, it makes it fresh. We're not going through the typical hero's journey. We get assigned a new character in Justin Long, who at first we're like, it's Justin Long, American sweetheart, and then you're like, oh shit, he's actually not an American sweetheart in this movie. And then it also doesn't feel like they threw him in there just to have Justin Long in the movie. Like everything connects, everything makes sense and has a reason. And then you get a really interesting dynamic where, you know, she was so reserved when it came to Bill Skarsgård, who was so adamant about making sure she felt comfortable, like not even like making her tea until he got there or not, you know, doing stuff until she saw him. So she doesn't think that he's doing anything nefarious. And then we have Justin Long, who took advantage of one of his co-stars. And when he shows up, she's like, "Fuck it, we're in this situation. I'm gonna trust you with everything." And he almost gets her killed twice. So,
1: well, and he's the one who does it, right? He shoots her, and then he throws her off yeah. the thing. Yeah. And and with with his character, it's just. And I wonder if she d- did that going back for him, because a she felt guilty about Bill Skarsgard. And B, she couldn't just leave somebody down there. Like her own motherly instincts or her own womanly instincts, like you know, kicked in and said, "Okay, I have to go back for him." Yeah. And then the whole commentary and the fact that the police are fucking uh, useless, all of that. Oh yeah. I mean, there's just so. And if you're looking at the film at face value, you, and you're not, you know, looking at the underlying themes of of all of this, then it's you know, it's it's a fine enough, a good enough movie on its own, right? just having all of these other things peppered in here. And the fact that they're gaslighting her, they're not listening to her. They assume that she's a homeless, crazy person. And probably because she's not a lily white girl either too, is is leading them to believe that she's just this crazy little crackhead on the corner making up stories. And everything is just so subtle. I don't know. Everything is just kind of like you, eases you into things. And they, I think the only stark parts are like when when things start to get and I think that that's intentional, right? Because you're made to feel like as she's starting to feel uneasy, you're realizing, oh my God, this is terrible. Like, she's like, no, I'm not going to go in the dark hole. And then she goes yeah. in, right? Uh, she goes, nope. <laughs> nope. And then she, <laughs> and that's the thing. And like, I would do the same, but then eventually like your, your curiosity gets the better. you. She figures a way to get a light down in there. Of course you want to know what's in there. And yeah. I think I probably, if I was her, I would have went with him if he had to go down in there and go i would have just gone with him because that would yeah. drive me crazy not knowing what happened to him i mean eventually we know but uh, whatever <laughs> sorry
2: yeah um i also forgot to mention one of my favorite parts of the movie is you know well it's not really a part but a collection of parts is whenever she gets there and it's raining you can't see anything and then she has a whole interaction between her and bill skarsgard and then the some things mentioned about i'm surprised you'd get an airbnb on this side of town she's like i don't know And then in the morning she walks out and you realize it's like real bad neighborhood and you don't even notice it at night. So I was like, Oh shit. Cause that was also something that I wasn't expecting. And it's just like that one house, like the only house that's been kept up and like modernized and everything else is, you know, kind of like in, um, yeah. Like in it follows with all the abandoned houses in Detroit.
1: Yeah. And also too, with uh, what's the other one. Why can't I think of it? Fede Alvarez movie. Where he's Crawl. blind.
2: No. Oh, don't breathe. Oh.
1: Don't breathe. Crawl.
0: <laughs> <It's>, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh if you ask a Californian, Orlando is a hellscape of water and crocodiles. So yeah.
2: <laughs> but we're not talking about water and crocodiles. We're talking about we're dirty talking old about houses. houses. That's all that
0: they have in Florida.
1: Oh, oh my
2: goodness. It's all DeSantis you. you have.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh well, anyways, we're not getting into but, that. Yeah, the
0: reveal but... is my favorite part of her realizing how bad it is outside. Because I have a conspiracy theory that she fully intended to sleep with the scars guard man. She just wanted to see him in the daylight to see if he had fuchi face or see if his eye was into that weird thing, and then that's why she was so excited to get back because she's like, okay, cool, we'll smash. Um, but then that dick is mine. Yep. And then when she went outside, she's like, ooh, maybe he and I go get a hotel, and then she thinks maybe I might get him tested for sepsis before i let him smash but we'll see i don't know i i enjoyed that element of it on the structure part what do you think of the a plot b plot resolution
1: oh i loved it like i said and i i mentioned it earlier and you even said it like it's it's a nice break when you get to justin long's part and i do like the fact that um you kind of forget what you're watching, because you're just kind of getting enthralled with his storyline, right? And all the things happening to him and mm. watching his life, you know, spiral out of control. And it does make sense that the, that is the only house on the block that is seemingly okay, because obviously he owns it. He was probably planning on doing more with it, never got around to it, and now has no choice. And so I think it works well with this. There are a lot of, lots of films, obviously, like Mikey was saying, the biggest one I think is obviously Psycho is where, you know, you have two different storylines, you know, it's one movie and then it's another. And I'm trying to think there's other films like that. And the other one that brings me to mind is the Black Coat's Daughter that Jake will never watch. So there's that one. And it sort of has that kind of uh, a nonlinear, like, you know, A, a plot B plot type thing going on as well. But I think that this is more I think this would draw a wider audience, and it's it is a nice surprise to have Justin Long, even though I hate seeing him in this kind of role. I don't. I was really upset. Like I, I was very upset seeing Justin Long in this kind of role because we love him.
0: Oh,
2: he played it so good, though. He was such a good dude. Exactly.
0: That's one of the good things, though. Seeing people that you like be bad in movies and be truly deplorable is something I admire so much because I feel like everything now there aren't really villains everybody is hoping to be the next loki right everybody's kind of winking at the camera like hey if you like me they'll bring me back for a real nice baby you know (laughs) and so i i always love it when somebody can be deplorable that's why i like you know in pro wrestling people who like the truly amazing heels are the people i have the most respect for like roddy piper or like modernly mjf these people who are just so antagonistically unlikable and he has so many opportunities and you can just see it just gets worse and worse and worse you know with the scene with zach krieger's cameo when he's confiding in him what happened at the bar it's like that's that's really bad and then it gets worse and then it's more compromises and i love so much that his mom has that phone call with him, where you get to see how selfish he is, how he's rushing her, and then specifically when she says not to talk about this woman this way, even in a private private conversation, it makes it somehow more disgusting, his behavior, because it's already misogynist, which I'm opposed to, but then it's the fact of like, this is even in private, you know that this is wrong, and she's confronting him with that, and he's doubling down. That definitely shows a variance of like, you know, the nature versus nurture. Like, there's also... You know, there's nature, there's nurture, there's Michael Myers, right? Where there's the third option where it's like, it might not be that he was born that way or that he was raised that way. He might just be evil. He might just always make the wrong choice. And that's kind of where he falls into.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's where, you know, the movie does a really good job. And I think that's like probably the biggest theme, right? Is that you can't trust what you see nothing we see at face value is what, what it seems. Right. Because he's, you know, he's unassuming. I mean, it's just in fucking long, like what did he do? Right. No, he's like raping people and then he's blaming them for it. Right. And then he can't even control anything he does. Sorry. Or how he behaves because he even calls her when he knows he shouldn't and he's leaving, you know, and this is, it's just, it's so hard because you know, he's the type of guy at like I've I've met this person before on so mm-hmm. many occasions, and it's just for me watching that I'm just like shaking my head because it's 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 a character and it, and it's and the and the problem is is like he has friends right like he has people who like him, and you know it's just if he never was in this situation he would just go on and be that person for the rest of his life right like there would just be no no consequences so I think that. He's given all of these opportunities to redeem himself, and he still can't even do it. Like, he still can't even. He says he's going to be a better person. He says he wants to be a better person. And then what does he do? He throws homegirl off the fucking yeah. thing. What the fuck?
0: Well, and there's even more subtle things. The way he answers the phone and says, sup, F-bomb. Like, you have these moments. What where did he be- say? I
2: didn't hear that part.
0: I'm not going to say it. I don't.
2: I don't remember what it was. Just say it. It's the, F,
0: it's the F word that I won't say. There's Stop two fucker. F words. No, I would say fucker every day.
2: Oh, I just I don't I don't know what
0: it was. So Jake can so he say fuck fucking,
1: but he can't say the other thing.
0: He calls someone a collector of a bundle of sticks, and the way that he says it is even it reminds me so much. And maybe it's also because it was in the movie Bros, where Billy uh, Eichner confronts his boyfriend about liking the movie The Hangover, because there's the doctor F bomb thing. And so it just, maybe it was also extra fresh in my mind, but in this, when he says that, it's like, just because it's a likable person does not mean that the things they do are okay. And I think that so often people will engage in those compromises for convenience or to get closer to people. But like when you see something that's wrong and you know something is wrong, that's why the mom is such a cool character because she calls him out on being wrong. And the friend Mm -hmm. you don't ever get to see that but i guess it's assumed because he's only kind of drunk and then he's very drunk that they continue to just be drunk together there was nothing that indicated there was any kind of confrontation after that conversation that they have where he kind of confides in him and that just kind of shows you that like left unchecked this kind of behavior and these kinds of people will just get worse they don't ever get better yeah nice try mikey you're not going to get me on that one he's only called me
2: that one time Oh my uh, God, do I'm just not. Kid- <laughs> just kidding. My goodness, I'm probably the only one on this show that says it. But then you complain about it when it's said like twice
0: in my favorite movie of all time. Jeez Louise.
2: No, I didn't complain about it. Yes, you
0: did. Yes, you did. You said it was said all the time and all this cranky stuff and it's the best movie no, ever. No, I Everybody said that
2: someone it. was trying to describe the movie to me and they said it was from <laughs> the 80s about kids and they kept saying the F word. <laughs> and i said Whoa. oh well, that must be Monster and I, had, okay, that is I had
1: to turn it off because i told you i was playing it for the kids like at the end of the year because it was on netflix or whatever and i had to turn it off because they just kept shouting it out and i'm like
2: <gasps> yeah <laughs> like, i can't do this it reminds like, me i haven't seen it but that movie with rebel wilson where she's a cheerleader and how she uh, like tries to bully some of the high schoolers and they're like we don't Everyone's a winner here. Like even the popular kids are like siding with the nerds, and she's like, "The fuck's wrong with (laughs) y'all?"
1: I mean, and that's the thing too. It's uh, Justin Long would be the person who would still say that, right? His character, anyways. Not exactly. Yeah, and because the people still say it, it's just it's weird. I when I hear people when I hear someone say it now, like deliberately, I'm just like, like you know, I'm just (laughs) like. what? Why, you know, and we, and people used to say it. So like so much back in the day, like my friend, uh, he doesn't, well, he might listen to the episode. I don't know, but he, he uses that in his, one of the books that he's published. And I told him before he did it, I was like, I think you should take that out. Like you wrote this 10, 15 years ago when it wasn't socially acceptable, but people said it all the time. So that makes sense. I'm like, but I don't think you should say it now if you're not setting it back in that time, or if you're not trying to you know what i mean like don't
2: vilify someone
1: yeah like don't i don't think you should use that like no. <laughs> like so many guys used to say oh, what it doesn't matter what the fuck are we talking about anyways back to barbarian it's only so,
2: appropriate during kinky sex but
1: when you oh. call each other nasty names ew. demean
2: me daddy demean me. so Make that's me why my wife whore. keeps calling me that Interesting. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so but back to justin long like i just think that like the whole the whole um aspect or the surprise with him. And I forgot like, who the fuck was I talking to? They're like, You don't even know Justin Long's the movie from the trailer. I'm like, Yes, you do. I see a snippet of him. When I see Justin Long, I yeah. know it's Justin Long. Like, I'm obsessed with him. I love him. I loved yeah. him. I've loved him since Jeepers Creepers. I thought he was so cute with that little, that little, the rose tattoo. The little rose tattoo in his belly button. That no straight I would like, ever have. Oh, he's so sexy.
2: <laughs> the one thing about this movie I didn't like, and this goes for any type of like, movie where there's a situation where a person or a monster is holding you against their will but they have a reason not a reason but like you know why they're doing it it's like play into it until you get a clear because there was times at the end where that were like because obviously the monster and the girl had a relationship already and i guess i shouldn't say monster the woman the barbarian <laughs> yeah the barbarian lady barbarian lady barbara had a relationship already with that woman because they spent so much time together. Cause she knew what the, what the barbarian wanted. And it was to basically baby something. And there was times at the end where like she was giving into her and being like, okay, well, let me just play into it until like I can get to a spot where I can either leave or stab her with something. And so every time I see a movie like that, I'm like, just fake it until fake you get an opportunity. Yeah.
1: But I could argue though, that the barbarian in this case is not her. She's not the barbarian. Richard Brake's character is the barbarian. Justin Long is the barbarian and possibly Bill Skarsgård, but we don't know. He's dead.
2: Wow, so, Jake, you're choosing one of the women in the movie to be the barbarian? And
1: hmm. the police are the barbarians. Like, the men in the movie, let's just say it for what it is. The men this, are this, all the barbarians.
2: This, the house is on like Barber
0: Street. She is literally <laughs> a barbarian. That's the joke. Do not.
2: <laughs> Fucking <Sorry>. nerds. <laughs>
1: the thing it's like you know who are the real monsters and it was the same thing too in and nightbreed is when we were talking about nightbreed the other day i you know like yes the other is what we're not used to or not of quote the norm or what we subjective subjectively feel is beautiful right or what we think is attractive it's not that because the people that are seemingly you know safe looking aren't and, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing that she's safe with is, is that woman. And I find it interesting that you think that the, maybe there were the homeless guy says that he's safe. Remember he's safe in this area. She never comes here. And then what happens? She gets him.
2: <laughs> well, that's because he took her baby.
1: <laughs> he took her baby. Exactly. And, you know, I, God, it's just, there's just so many layers of the mood. Like how many people, like, I wish we could have. I don't know if it's better. Okay. So this is my question. Is it better that we don't know, or would it be nice if we had a prequel or something, or we find out like all of the people who are in the cages and what Richard Brake was doing to them in the cages and like how things were coming to be. Right. Because we have all these, like little dog cages and all these things. Like, I mean, I think it's scary in and of itself, imagining what was going on down there, but I feel like we're at the tail end of it. He's dying. And the only thing left is Is I don't know why Jake is looking at me like he's got to fart or something, but (laughs) I'm just like, I'll be quiet
0: now. No, I, I think it's a valid point. It's the question of is less more or is it the Disney method where we explain everything? I generally tend to like the mystery. That's just me. No, it's like like if I'm watching Solo, I don't need to know how he got his little laser and his little car, and then none of that matters. You know what I would have much rather had is just some movie where that handsome guy just had a little stupid adventure, and we didn't have to, you know, retcon or explain away. Oh, I'm uh, alone, so my last name is Solo. Uh, but that's <laughs> just generally the way I view things. I don't think I've ever really loved a prequel, or uh, in a lot of ways. Um, So having an explanation, I don't think is good. I think that the haunting element is kind of what your mind creates and having to confront yourself like, am I fucked up for letting my mind imagine that? Like, Mm -hmm. all I needed, that whole scene, for 20 minutes, the most violent thing that happens is a lady makes a screaming sound, which for all you know, could have just been an ungreased door hinge. So that's why I think it was really effective. But I'm completely willing to hear other arguments that you think they need to explain it or that Richard Brake deserves his
2: own movie because he is great. I think only shooting movies need prequels because the only <laughs> successful prequel I can think of is Ouija and Annabelle, 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 Ouija Annabelle. and Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle the cannibal. <laughs> um, I like that we don't know. We know enough to have empathy for this lady barbarian because everything was taken from her like she's a victim in herself and she's was born in a super extreme disgusting circumstance um kind of like a frankenstein type creature i'm afraid that if we do go into like a prequel type territory they're gonna do the thing where it's like oh let's let's put a spin on it and you know she was actually a lovely girl that something happened to and it's like eh I'd rather let's just continue what we know and not try to fill in the blanks of something that hasn't been thought up yet. But that's just me.
0: Like, you know, spin-off media and prequels are always very frustrating because you know what ends up where, yeah. generally speaking. So if you can do a prequel that's different, that's cool. Like, look at The Scorpion King, right? It's a bad movie. It's stupid. But it doesn't necessarily go where you think it's going to be, where he's just some cranky boy who becomes a scorpion person. There's a lot of gaps in between. Clearly, they thought that was going to be like a franchise. So there are times where like a prequel's ambition sometimes also subverts it. So that's another thing. It was like they might over explain it to a point where it's just bad, or they might hit that sweet spot. But frankly, given how exploratory this was, I think I'd be much more inclined to see Zack Krieger take on just a different subject matter if he can come up with such an, you know innovative Mm -hmm. idea again that's the thing too recreating magic is so hard and also getting people to spend money it's an incredible task and getting people to spend millions of dollars for a project they're gonna want some indicia of a guarantee on their return so if we're like oh this is of the barbarian cinematic universe the likelihood's probably greater than
1: yeah I mean, I, I, I not think that we needed a prequel. I just think that there's a lot of elements. That... You
0: said that you wanted it more than anything in the world, more than ah. the TV from Dan, and more than seven orgasms and a mimosa. I heard you say that. You kept saying it. Mikey, you ah. heard it too.
2: <laughs> I plead the six. I was settled but... for
1: one orgasms and seven <laughs> mimosas. There you go. In um... that
2: order. <laughs> but like,
0: and that's another thing when it comes to if this movie had been less of a success, I think the likelihood of it being a spin-off, a prequel a what have you is much greater, but with it being so successful, I honestly feel that because of guys like uh, Jordan Peele, that there's the likelihood he could just start over the next mm-hmm. episode of whatever, you know, stories he wants to tell. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually re- one, it's one of the great reliefs of it being so good. And so, you know, cinematic in nature.
2: Yeah. Oh. It was a good movie, but I struggle again with, did I like it more than the average movie? Or was it just a breath of fresh air because I didn't know what I was getting into? Because, so they came out on the same time, Barbarian and Smile. Saw both of them in the theater. Mm. I thought both of them were great. Smile and Barbarian are now both on streaming. Mm. And I really want to see Smile again. Barbarian, really? I was like... Okay, yeah, I really want to show Adam smile. Adam wants to see both Barbarian and Smile, but Smile is on Paramount Plus now. So I'm like, I really want to show But I was like, but we have to record Barbarian tomorrow, so we'll have to watch that one first. <laughs> um, not that it's not a good movie. It's just, again, I'm struggling with, did I have a good time in the theater? And was I surprised because, or I was also surprised because I didn't know anything about the movie before I went in. Does that make this movie, am I th- putting this movie on a higher pedestal than I normally would if I saw like a normal trailer and I went to go watch it? So had you seen a trial for, uh, a trailer for Smile? So no, because Smile had a really shitty trailer. It looked just like that movie Truth or Dare. And the only time I ever saw like clips of Smile was on Snapchat. They were uh, advertising it a lot on Snapchat. But it looked just kind of like a stupid teeny bopper movie. And I was like, that's the same concept of Truth or Dare and it follows Put Together.
0: Yeah, right. that's the only thing I saw from Smile was her walking past the patient's room and he was smiling, and then she walks back. And that was the only clip I saw. I think that one of the elements of this movie by comparison, the things I liked most about Smile were the subtleties, were the distortions, were the shifts of perspective. So that inherently has an interest to me in a rewatch because of seeing if I missed any, to explore the filmmaking nature of it. Whereas this movie, what I liked was The Fundamentals. I feel like what I liked about each movie is the contrary to the other. You know, I don't think that there's really any subtlety in Barbarian. I think it's, it's overt to a point of being laughable, right? Mm-hmm. Versus Smile, the things I like most is her holding a phone in her hand. Like, that's yeah. the stuff that I enjoyed. So um, I could see that. I also don't think that I would have to jump to see this movie again because the plot itself is relatively small and it's so overt that it's like, it's almost beat for beat in my head you know like i feel like i could recite huge swaths of it without issue whereas with smile like i I don't
2: know that i could remember all of her crazy murmurings to herself yeah i was just gonna ask both of y'all which one do y'all think is scarier because we've seen both of them
1: Uh, well for me as a woman i feel like both films play on the trope that women are crazy and we can't we're, we're not necessarily reliable right and you're so, hysterical.
0: You're hysterical. a crazy woman.
1: Well, I, I knew I knew when the kid got the present, I'm like the fucking cat's in the box. I told Dan I had oh, to get I up. Know. I'm like the cat's in the box. I can't watch it. Like, I had to go stand <laughs> in the kitchen. You try and <laughs> say
0: it like brad pitt though the cat's the bar <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> dan's like it's how do you know it's in the box like oh she can't find the fucking cat and she's losing her you know <laughs> like where else is the cat right what was yeah. the cat's name the cat pebbles or skittles or something i can't remember and then there's, um... <laughs> there's
0: the word p-u-s-s-y and then box both of those euphemism for the feminine feminine vagine so i mean i use it, it for can... mine too. have you have your heart-shaped box?
1: What, (laughs) pussy? We can't say pussy. Did we we come to that? Okay.
0: I was trying to be uh, (laughs) elevated, but yes, her gaping pussy and her heart-shaped box. She puts her pussy in her box. I don't see any men doing it because she's a crazy woman. See, I was trying to further your point.
1: But that's what I'm saying. So both of them have an elements uh, to where the, the female protagonist is being gaslit in so many ways. And, you know, obviously we, as the viewer, know that they're not, although you could argue that Ceci Bacon's character is losing her mind and she is imagining it until we get to the end. But um, I think that, by the way, how cute is that it's Kevin Bacon's daughter? I just love that. I know. I now love I that. follow her and they do little dances together. Just, I can't take how cute that is. <laughs> but like, I just... I think they're both great. I, I I am pleasantly surprised because I thought Smile was going to be shit. Me too. I thought it was going to be shit. Dan wanted to see it. Every time Dan wants to see a horror movie, it's usually a shitty Blumhouse movie. And I'm like, ugh, I'm, like, I'm not going to fucking watch that. I'm like, well, we'll watch it when we can.
2: <laughs> I'll admit, Smile scared the shit out of me, which is why I hold it on such a high pedestal. It
1: it was. It was very scary. There's just so many elements to it. And then I think for me, though, the scariest part is the most realest parts about... Realistic parts of that film when her, her fiance basically turns on her yeah, and, you know, you see that in so many, I and that's the, the beauty of horror films, right? Is that they can take these elements of drama and make them horrific. And I feel like Barbarian is, does a great job with that. I would rewatch Barbarian. I think they both have a really good rewatchability. I think that the more nihilistic ending of Smile makes it less less wanting enjoyable. enjoyable i guess but what's his name i forget the ex-boyfriend i love him he's so cute oh my god kyle
2: kyle mustache, guy. Whatever.
1: mustache guy he's adorable at everything he's in from I jennifer's body yeah jennifer's body the remake of nightmare on elm street he's in what is it the haunting in connecticut he's in all these shitty horror movies but this was actually a good horror movie yeah
2: he's in. he's in scream too oh he's in know, scream. scream, scream comma t-o-o
1: yes screams five i mean he's a good actor and i don't mind him in jennifer's body but he's kind of cringy in that one
2: yeah well he's supposed to be a hot topic product so
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so whatever but i'm really happy with this year and the the selection of horror films that we got but i think that of the two that's more superior and i guess differences i think it would be in my opinion barbarian so
2: Hmm. interesting
0: I would go with barbarian as well. Um, hmm. Not that I dislike smile, but just smile. <laughs> also, smile was reminiscent of a lot of it follows. It was distractingly so, where I was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Like, yeah. and I, and, and not that it's bad. It's like it's, it's Man. shut up, you hussy with your heart shaped <laughs> butthole box. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, I just I like barbarian felt not particularly innovative. It just felt refreshing, like it was effectively done. It was well crafted. It was a good story structure, whereas, you know, Smile was very reminiscent of something else. Its visual storytelling was very similar for the large portions of it. And the things that I liked that it did that played on senses of perception, that it played on, you know, the fact of the fear of being misunderstood that people have, right? What's the best part of that new Invisible Man movie that came out was when the best scene is when the girl thinks that she kicked her in the face and she's like, what? I didn't do that. Please don't think that of me. Like it's that, that side of stuff. So there were elements I liked of it, but I think that as a movie it looked and felt very familiar by comparison and not particularly better. So story-wise maybe, but not the presentation of said story.
2: Well, that's your opinion. And, and it's better like than yours, that, you heart like, <laughs> Just call me bussy from now on. Ladies, bussy? ladies. My heart sucks. bussy. Anywho, <laughs> I got a skedaddle, so I'm going to tiptoe out of here and let y'all wrap up. So
0: am I. So Adrian, Say nice things, tell people to buy Doug's stuff, his movie, his Saturday Night Terrors.
1: All right. <laughs> Do it. I, I'll, I'll be left alone. Okay. If you want to catch I'm not
0: right. leaving you.
1: Oh, well, if you want to catch a dog and catch him on Friday nights, uh Friday night action on B Movie TV, Yahira and Jake for Saturday Night Terrors. On B Movie TV on Saturday. I think that's self-explanatory. Um, and then I guess Grandpa oats Cinema Woodchipper is Sunday, which is also Doug's show on B Movie. And don't forget, trash juice is coming soon to a to be near you. So um if you want to see <laughs> everybody in all of their glory soon, you can. Uh Jake, would you like to to advertise a red bubble? Because I noticed you threw some new designs in there since I visited I did, it last. Yes, you did.
0: I forgot that I had nice done that. Nice little
1: surprise.
0: <laughs> Let me see. Slasherspod.redbubble.com Oh yeah, I did the weird uh face one. That one was good. And I had, mm-hmm. I put up another one that I put as private and then I couldn't even find it, which was annoying. So I don't know how Redbubble does that stuff. But yeah, I have a couple other things that I wanted to do as well. I was going to try and make a shirt for our good pal Douglas. So Yeah, if you guys want to slash respond.redbubble.com, get your shirt, get your sticker, get your bath mat. Uh, You can get uh, (laughs) some of the ones I did last year with variations of references to sodomy and magic and cannibalism. So, yeah.
1: Well, they're all fun shirts. Uh, My students are slowly finding these things online. So maybe there'll be a plethora of kids graduating into the year wearing uh, inappropriate Slasher's podcast t-shirts. So yay. I'm glad that I contributed to our future society.
0: The corruption of our youth.
1: (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but that too. Um, And then if you want to support us monetarily or just, you know, like be part of our little, you know patreon family go to patreon.com slash slashers pod. we still have the same tiers so please feel free to come in you get the episodes early you get a patreon bonus each month um, depending on what tier you get you are in you get special little treats and fun things and remember if you're in the ten dollar tier just remind me to send you the t-shirt because i'm old and i forget so i'm, um, cranky. I'm also very cranky today i don't
0: know if Drake's being mean even though he overhauled his whole life and turned it upside down like David Bowie in Labyrinth to be here. Jake, we scheduled this
1: last week and I put it on the calendar so don't even go there. I'm the okay.
0: stars for no one.
1: See, this is what happens when you're the only woman in a group of men. You have to
0: I'm referencing you're one of the most androgynously beautiful men of all time. I don't think you can excuse, exclusively say that's a, a male <laughs> thing to do. <laughs>
1: Well, I just had to pick on somebody and Jake just happened to be in the room. So there.
0: yeah, I'll be your whipping boy. That's what I'll be.
1: Oh, you love it. Anyway, so with that, um, Jake, you're hosting. Are you going to say goodbye to our oh, amazing, okay. amazing people? Take us home, please.
0: Goodbye. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi. Good <laughs> <laughs>